Good morning. This is Sunday Ozarks at Large. I'm Kyle Kellums. With me is Heim Goodman-Strauss, math professor at the University of Arkansas, and the next thing he says is a lie. And that is the truth, Kyle. And that is a classic paradox. It is indeed. Because, uh, let's see, how is that a paradox? If what I said was true, then what you said was true, but then what I said was a lie, but then what you said was a lie, which meant what I said was true, and so on. So both couldn't you can't be true and false at the same time. That's right. So that's a paradox. So we asked for some paradoxes from our listeners, and we got a couple of good ones. Okay. Uh, Ray Christensen asks, do you believe the rule that there's an exception to every rule? And if you do, then there has to be an exception to that rule, right? I guess so. And if there's an exception to that rule, then there is no rule that there's an exception. Right. I there like is that. a rule that has no exception, right? Right. And then, of course, there's the classic conundrum whether or not God is omnipotent. Oh, could God create something that even God can lift or something that, like that? That sort yeah. of thing, yeah, right. Last week or so, you mentioned that all mathematicians are liars and oh, asked whether that was a paradox. That's right. Uh, well, of course, I'm a mathematician, and I was saying that all mathematicians are liars. Well, the truth is that it's not a paradox. Only this mathematician needs to be a liar. I'm lying about all the other mathematicians, so it's not a paradox. Okay. But most mathematicians are, in fact, liars. <laughs> I don't believe that. So, uh, well, I was at the Gathering for Gardner last week, and uh, that is, of course, an amazing thing where uh, hundreds of mathematicians, puzzlers, and magicians, stage magicians, come together and celebrate the legacy of Martin Gardner, who, uh, he lives in Norman, Oklahoma, actually, not too far from here. He's 93. And uh, one of my heroes gave a fantastic talk, Raymond Smullyan, who himself must be pushing 90. Oh, uh, really? He uh, has a whole lot of classic books on conundrums and so forth. The uh, the Lady and the Tiger, The Isle of Questioners is another fantastic book. So here's a little piece of what he had to say. Speaking of self-reference, <laughs> I'll just tell you, there are two rules for success. Rule number one, never tell all you know. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I might say, once uh, in a mischievous moon, I think the graphic was the logic, before the students came in, I wrote on a blackboard, please do not erase, because if you do, those who come later won't know that they shouldn't erase. <laughs> Another time, I was once brilliantly outwitted by a kid aged about nine and a half. What happened was this. I was lecturing at a university, and to give the audience something to mull over, I came a half an hour early before the audience arrived, and I wrote on the blackboard, you have no reason, excuse me, you have no good reason to believe this sentence. The paradox is obvious. <laughs> if you have no good reason to believe it, that makes the sentence true, which is a good reason to believe it. <laughs> on the other hand, if you do have a good reason to believe it, at least the sentence must be true, which means you have no reason to believe it. That's the paradox. Well, half an hour later, I came down the aisle, and there I saw a kid, aged about between nine and ten. I couldn't resist pointing at the sentence and saying to him, do you believe that sentence? He said, yes. I said, what is your reason? He said, I don't have any. <laughs> I said, why do you believe it? He said, intuition. <laughs> And that was recorded 
at the gathering for Gardner. That was a, a speech he gave to an assembled audience. That's right. And later you talked to him? Yeah. You write on the blackboard, only an idiot would believe this. Oh, that's very good. Okay. Now imagine two men, two people looking at that sentence. What the first man said to the second, do you believe that sentence? He says, of course not. Only an idiot would believe that sentence. <laughs> so actually he's agreeing with the sentence. <laughs> so he clearly does believe it, yet he said he didn't believe it. So in the, he's in the curious position of believing something and also believing that he doesn't believe it. <laughs> Which is not a logical inconsistency, but it certainly qualifies for what I call a psychological peculiarity. All right, I'll give you a riddle. Okay. Why is it impossible that there should be more than one dark D-O-C-K in the universe? Because if you have as two, you'll have a paradox. <laughs> and that is... That is Raymond Smullyan, classic puzzler and uh, logician. How do you spell his last name? S-M-U-L-L-Y-A-N. And his books about conundrums and paradoxes? The Isle of Questioners and The Lady and the Tiger and many, many other books. Still in print? You know, I I meant to check that. Okay. If they're not, you can certainly find them uh, used copies around. And uh, actually, I think I'm going to post his entire lecture, or at least what I got of it, on the web at mathfactor.uark.edu. And we're going to hear more from the gathering for Gardner oh, as yeah. the months go on. I have tons and tons of stuff from there. So, Very good. By the way, Kyle, something amazing is happening this afternoon at the Botanical Gardens for the Ozarks. Uh, if you can, Our local listeners can come on out, and we're going to weave an enormous structure that uh, will be there hopefully for most of the year, and we'll ha- be having other events within it later. So come on out to the Botanical Gardens and, and see this incredible event. And, and this will be sort of math, sculpture, art in action? Yeah, math, sculpture, art, okay. architecture, uh, craziness, and it, it'll be beautiful. Time, thanks a lot. I'm Goodman Strauss, is a math professor at the University of Arkansas, and that's not a paradox.